0: Season 2, Episode 5, Heroes of the Republic, is over, but here on Post Show Recaps, we are just getting started on the fall of Rome. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. I'm here with DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? I'm so good,
1: Grace. I'm ready. We're the Heroes of the Republic. We're here for the fall of
0: Rome. You want to do that cool handshake that they do at the end where they, like, touch forearms? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's like the cool, uh, what do we call it? The the perfectus, (laughs) the (laughs) eco-cati handshake? Yeah, 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 I
0: guess so. The other one is like... The hand signal, which I think looks too much like another hand signal that will be, famous, yeah, 1940 uh, ish years uh, yeah. later. So I don't really want to do that one, but
1: no, yeah. we'll let that one sit for a <laughs> solid 1040 ish years. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Um, a good episode, we'll talk through it. Make sure to subscribe, push slash Rome, even as we're towards the end here. Make sure you never know what else will pop up in your Rome feed. Maybe we won't even be done once we talk about all the Rome episodes. Maybe we'll have bonus content, Rich. I love bonus
1: content. I mean, the Romans have been giving us bonus content for 2000 years, Grace. That's half of what I keep talking about every single day. Mm -hmm. That's why people are thinking about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we are not uh, a a network here that shies away from awards shows. Uh, We like to do our own, you know, a lot of the Throners. We had the, the Windies on our dark rewatch podcast. If folks have a good name, I'm looking at you, Rome historians, if you have a good name Was there an Oscars of Rome? I don't believe so, but if there was, let us know
1: Is it the yeah. Romers? Is it just the Romers? Romers? <laughs> the Romers. <laughs> Romies uh, yeah. Romies and Michelles Our Romy homies? homies, we haven't
0: really done that They're A no. little bit gendered, but that's okay uh,
1: in with my Romies Yeah, there's something there There's all a right. there in there somewhere. All right. We'll figure it we out just We just gotta get my... Neil Patrick Harris on board, Grace That's all okay. I know yeah,
0: Okay, all right um, I can't remember the same song to Doogie Howser or I would sing it right now, but alas, uh, let's talk about Heroes of the Republic. Um, what'd you think of this episode, Rich, as we, by the end of this episode, we're halfway through season two.
1: We're halfway there. I love this episode. I really, um, I'm excited to talk through this one. I think that the back half of the season like picks up strong. I know we had some questions about how we would feel of the transition in the season two. I think I've identified a couple of ways in which it's a little bit just more over the top and bombastic. They're using a little bit more just sensational kind of imagery, I think, as we're uh, filling out the episodes here. But I do think there's a lot of really good stuff in the back half of season two and it like it starts here grace on the road to rome
0: yeah i do think that we've established such a cast of characters here in rome like you know real people and people who's are real but we know nothing about their lives so their lives are completely fictionalized but yeah it's very fun to watch this you know giant chess game basically play out between the most sort of senior and noble and most in charge in terms of octavian and mark antony and Cicero, and you have Brutus and Cassius, and you have Pulo and Varenus returning back, trying to make some normal lives. Um, it's it's pretty fun. So let me give a, a recap here. We'll bring in the news reader to read the news of Rome. Salve, citizens of Rome! In the heart of Rome, Levi and Timon devoutly engage in prayer. In the wilderness of Gaul, a bearded Mark Antony provides sustenance to his famished soldiers, ensuring their survival. Perenis and Pulo undertake a journey back to Rome, transporting the children, and unexpectedly encounter Octavian's formidable army on the way. Octavian ascends to the prestigious role of consul, heralding a new era of leadership promising to lead under the tutelage of Cicero. Varenus makes valiant efforts to mend the bonds with his family, striving for reconciliation and unity. Mark Antony extends an unexpected offer to General lepidus uh, correct me if I'm saying that wrong, inviting to assume a prominent role as his second in command. In the Senate, Octavia take, Octavian takes a decisive step by declaring Brutus and Cassius murderers and enemies of the state, initiating political upheaval, much to the chagrin of one Cicero. Octavia, as Escapades, leader her to an extravagant orgy where she faces a confrontation with her mother, Attia, when she is brought home by Agrippa. Amidst the turbulent circumstances, the young girls uh, escape Verennis, but ultimately return at the urging of their aunt, Lydie, wrestling with the harsh realities of their situation, and a remarkable alliance takes shapes in the northern regions as Attia's audacious visit to Mark Antony paves the way for an accord between him and Octavian, reshaping the political landscape of rome and that rich is what happened on the heroes of the republic
1: heroes of the republic uh yeah it's a good one grace i feel like a lot of pieces get moved around and reconfigured but there's a lot of like emotional content in here for our boys
0: yeah where do you want to start who's who do you want to who do you want to start with
1: uh, gosh, wherever you want to go, I guess. Do we start with, with the homies with Verenus and Polo or you want to talk like yeah. big politics?
0: No, I feel like the big politics is good to save for the end. Cause it's like the dramatic finale of the episode. So Polo and Brennis, yeah, they're going to return home with uh, the children and Lydie, uh, escorting safely back to Rome. And this is so sad. Brennus is just like, uh, okay. The scene when he's like, hello everyone, this is my daughter. She was a whore for a little bit. And this is my son, who's not my son. You better damn treat with them with respect. like, how about you treat with them with some respect, Varanis? How about that, buddy? <laughs> buddy old pal. And they're like, obviously, like, wow, we really hate our dad. We really hate him. Not <laughs> only kill our mom, but also he's just insulting all of us in front of basically everybody. Not cool dad. And they're going to run away to Lydie, who is very sweet. And I'm, I've become a big fan of Lydie.
1: Yeah. The ups and downs of Roman life, Grace, to be saved from a slave caravan by your dad and his bestie, only to then be brought back to his criminal bolt Hall hideout, where he explains to the murderers and thieves who work for him that you are, in fact, despoiled children. <laughs> it's like, it's just so heavy. There's so much going on there. You do have to give it to Lighty. Um, I think like we were debating who goes into the Coliseum a couple of days ago, and I, I have deep regrets about Not indexing harder on Lighty's escape from slavery. She did seemingly leave young Lucius behind her as, like, bait while she took off. But she got away and manages to get all these kids saved. And, like, Lighty's not bad. Only bad things happen to Lighty, really. We can't complain too much about Lighty.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Her husband, like, is not in love with her and sleeps with her sister, and then she's like pretty mad about that. And that's fair. I feel like she definitely gets a little bit of like a Skylar white edit in terms of like, it's like, Oh man, she's being so annoying that her husband, cheated yes. on her, you know, yes. Um, yes. because she's like ruining the good vibes between Niobe and, and, uh, Varenis. Um, I believe also, I know I, uh, people say Verenus Is it, I, mean, I feel like uh, that's the big one I've been missing. Yeah, it Varenis. is. I like think we're Varinas. supposed to
1: say, but I mean, uh, I don't know. I've been talking a lot of wheel of time. Name you know who I'm talking month, about.
0: And- yeah. You know who yeah. I'm talking about. Um, it- um, so, yeah, I feel like she gets a little bit of the like, oh, so lame, but in actuality, like, yeah, only bad things have happened to her. Um, She she was a
1: little rude to the boys when they went and worked at the butcher shop for that afternoon. They tried to take, like, a union-mandated break, and she was like, get up off your rumps, you two. Um, I believe she
0: said you don't learn anything by sitting down, which is Yeah, that's true. That's Mm -hmm.
1: actually a much more accurate depiction of my emotional response (laughs) to her being mean to Pulo and Verena's. Lighty definitely has had it absolutely terrible on this show, and I think it's nice. We do the whole thing of, like, Verena. Arenas is re swearing himself to the gods. Right. He's just like, oh, I'm going to like be clean. I'm going to be a new man now. But then he does go right back to the Aventine. And it's like, "Okay, Okay. but I am a mob boss because Mark Anthony told me to be a mob boss. So come on, children. Let's go to the murderer's hideout. Uh, I'm going to give you a nice big room. I'll clean it up. It's going to be great.
0: Um, By the time this episode comes out, Jess and I will have been watching We're watching a show for full spoiler recaps. And my favorite part of the show is that it's the single dad. And like, unfortunately, tragically, the mom died, which is very similar parallels. And the daughter hates her dad so much in kind of her dad is played by Josh Gad. And I kind of feel like, i do kind of love the energy of like those three kids being like yeah you freaking cursed us and we ended up in slavery and like you got so like our wife or your mother our mother sorry i'm so i'm so discombobulated like our mother assumed you'd be so mad at finding out this news that she killed herself like that's like not great and like it's not and i just kind of do love the energy of like just absolutely hating their father at the moment. Like, spitting when the door closes, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is it? Uh, Verena the Elder, Verena the Younger, right? And Verena the Elder being like, you killed our mom. Because, like, (laughs) they don't know. Nobody knows, really, that, like, Niobe jumped except for for Verena's, who was there. And they're just like, you killed our mother, and you cursed us to the gods of the underworld, (laughs) at which point we were sold into slavery. Yeah, Like, get effed, guy. We don't care. they, like, he's trying... So hard, Grace. He goes up into like the murderer's like attic hideout and it's just like, I'll fix the toy. I could fix this toy. We should go to the countryside and have a nice day all together. Like we can bond. It's sweet. He's like sitting there doing his whittling, trying to fix the toy and like get the wheel right. Uh, We haven't talked a lot about Gaia since her introduction here. This is kind of like the big Gaia episode too. But Mm -hmm. Verinus is like clearly doing his best. Like he's come back a pretty far way. from being yeah. a son of Hades a couple yeah. episodes ago. This yeah. guy was pretty far over the deep end, Grace, and he's at least, like, got his hands on the lip of the well, trying to pull himself out of the darkness at this point. The kid's just got nothing for it. Verena the Elder is, like, clearly running this uh-uh. ship pretty tight, like yeah. like father, like daughter, and she's like, no, he has, like, dishonored us. We need yeah. to get out of here. Let's steal all the money and, and get the hell out of Rome.
0: Yeah, so they're going to go to Lighty, and Lighty's going to be like, well, this probably doesn't go well for you if you try to leave. Like, what happens? You have to do the same thing that you had to do when you were gone. Um, your sister probably does. There's a, a word. Is it a Katima, I believe. I don't. I didn't look up what uh, what she implies. The boy will be. Um, let me see. I might have that word wrong. Yeah, I don't see anything on Google here. But it's basically implying like this is a rough life you're choosing. Um, and probably just go back and also never let your father know that I you hate
1: think it him. Was um, is she was saying which is like a young boy prostitute basically i
0: I assumed i just you know yeah so yeah they're all gonna end up doing the thing that she you know they were just rescued from and yeah she's like yeah i just have to basically forgive him like that's the only way to make this whole thing work i I do i do really appreciate lydie in this episode being like you gotta go back this is a bad plan i know you hate him but pretend you don't hate him and just
1: well, she yeah. even like she does do a little bit of like defense for the poor guy of, like he's trying you know mm-hmm. he's trying he's trying mm-hmm. to like bring himself back she's working basically as like a cleric at one of these temples uh, not the same temple that Octavia hangs out at but yeah the idea that like Varinus is like doing his best but again he's this man who's like duty bound he's been given the order we get it it's a small thing at the beginning of Pulo being like bro you don't have to go back there <laughs> you know Yeah. And Varinus like no no I do this is the last order i got and pulo's like come on man like i don't think he's even the console anymore you really don't need to go back there you could like like course correct here and find a new path for these children but he has to i don't know i love like Verena's trying to do his parenting he's doing his best impression of danny tatter here of like let me fix the toys don't worry about it i can get yeah. it right you know some yeah. things you can't fix varinas once they're broken like that's it
0: Not the elephant toy. You can fix that.
1: Um, You can fix that.
0: But yeah, we're going to be sort of like introduce a guy. I really hadn't noticed her before this episode where she's going to say, like, you can sleep with me if you want. And he's like, "Uh, "Okay, yeah, sure. He does it (laughs) and then and then tries to pay her. And she's like, no, no, I, no, no, no. Like, that was not what this was. And she's like, but then, like, yeah, that's what it was. Like, I have to, the only way I feel good about it is if I pay you and please, like, and then, when she's like, no, he, like, demands her to take the money, which she does, but yeah.
1: Yeah, we can tell that Verenus has like wormed his way into our hearts because um, you're giving him a very compassionate read here as he like forces her to take the money. And it's really insulting and like so degrading. It's such like a quintessential way of like the way that the patriarchy enforces itself upon women and like depowers uh-huh. them, devalues them. She's not allowed to like make a choice of autonomy. It just plays off the heels of what we got with Memeo, who's from respectable people and nobody in his family sucks cock without a say so like the whole deal here is like Verinus is just not having it this can't be like an intimate encounter it has to be transactional he has to like degrade and devalue her to like it can't just be like comfort in the moment of two humans finding one another it has to be that's like superior and the prostitute and it's really bad I think it's a bad look it's about as bad a look as anything Varinus has done including cursing his children who then get caught up and pitched by slavery I find guy like an interesting character because she's so like aggressive and kind of confrontational in the way mm-hmm. that she engages these boys but she holds her own again like another depiction of a way that women in this entirely disenfranchised culture are able to find footing and power and agency and like maneuver through this world as best they can um and and she's like at least an interesting character there but it's such a dark scene it really does feel bad man
0: yeah yeah all right. Well, let's. Well, I, I want to.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I just want to talk about the one thing of like uh, Pulo and Irene of Irene being like, do you love me? You don't love me. Do you love me? You love Marinus. Him you love. It's yeah. so good. You know, and yeah. he's like talking to her about the whole thing. I, I, I love Irene and and like Pulo. They're, they're like my favorite newlyweds on TV, Grace.
0: Right. Varinus also does make a deal with Memeo and, and Kata. He, um, he sure does. He, they basically, uh, he gives up uh, some of the docks and then agrees to pay 5% for the Aventine um, of business. And so they agreed to to this. So seemingly some peace in the Aventine. So the
1: father gets his children back. The godfather gets his uh, consigliere, mm-hmm. his capos. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I want to briefly talk about it's interesting. The episode opens up with Levi and and Timon in um, the sort of synagogue praying, but we don't really get much else from them in the entire episode. It's really just the one scene. But interesting that it opens on that um, on an episode called The Heroes of the Republic. And and then sort of, yeah, just basically making sure, like, don't forget about them. They're here. We'll probably talk about them in the future. But here they are.
1: Uh, yeah, they're you know like as we're following their plight, it's interesting. I mean, they've clearly like left Rome, and like the distinction of this man coming back to his faith and trying to find himself. The whole notion, as he said it to Accia last time, of like I'm not an animal, you know, I'm a man, and I have like value and ethics and morality, and I'm only gonna sell so much of my soul to you. Like he found his breaking point, he found the straw, and I don't know. It's an interesting trajectory as we go forward following these two. Do you do you think it's additive? Is it like distracting from you for like the greater narrative or are you
0: intrigued no i mean it's one episode and so if you take it as is it's like oh kind of nothing but i'm yep. sure that it comes into play later in terms of these are two people who were at each other's throats last episode literally he had a knife to his throat oh yeah yep. so the fact that they are praying together is something so yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not bothered by it. if it doesn't come into play i would be i would go back and be like that's weird that that happened but i presume it does so Okay, I mean basically everything else is pretty much intertwined. So we can start with what do you make of the bearded Mark Antony? So actually, it doesn't like it really later.
1: He's so good. Grace, this yeah. is the sexiest version of Mark Antony. I don't even care. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm clearly biased. I appreciate my insane chaotic beard. Yeah, I completely
0: uh, disagree, but that you yes, that's fair.
1: Yeah, it takes all yeah. types out there. I think he just looks so dashing. He he cuts his striking figure. As he tells Lepidus there, men like their commanders with a little bit of dirt underneath their nails, a little bit of grit on them, Grace. Like, I like the Mark Anthony grit. He feels like, um, you know, chill, crazy Mark Anthony, man. He, he seems like fun guy Mark Anthony. This is what this guy would have looked like if he were allowed to retire to the countryside over there in Macedonia. But no. But no, now he's got to be like fighting this war. I love his black armor too. Um, It's like the costumings of all these guys, the actual, like the, the Legionnaires here, they look so freaking good. The armor looks awesome on them.
0: Yeah. So we, we kind of leave Mark Anthony. He's like a little bit reeling. He's trying to like figure out his, his place as he's lost to Octavian and Octavian is heading back to Rome. And we do and see indeed see that we do see for and Pulo, um, that there are 15,000 men, I believe. Uh, we'll find out at some point that it's uh, four legions is what he he has, uh, Octavian. Um, and he is heading back and he is going to make a play to become the consul of Rome, the youngest in history. Cicero does not love this, but ultimately, as long as Octavian's going to listen to Cicero, he's, he's okay with this maneuver, this decision. And ultimately, that will immediately backfire on one Cicero.
1: It's so fantastic. I really like can't get enough of this crazy Cicero performance, you know, he he's just doing this thing with his eyes. He's so intense. He's just like so over the top. His funny little haircut really cracks me up. I'm not one to talk about funny looking haircuts, but it really gets me, grace. And the energy between these two it's like, Cicero, man, how many times are you going to get God? like you had a pretty good counter maneuver with Mark Anthony there of like calling in the sick day and then having that other guy stand in as like the, uh, you know, the stunt double for your murder on the Senate floor where you insult Mark Anthony. But this call that like he's like, oh, you're only 19. It's like, dude, he's only 19. But these Caesars have been like screwing you up from word one. Why do you think that this is going to go well for you, Cicero? You fool.
0: I did think it was when it's like, I I almost wish they didn't say he was 19 because the point of aging him up is that like, he does a lot of, you know, obviously we have to be at the beginning of him becoming whatever he's going to become and to play into that, knowing that, um, you know, whatever, but it was like, oh, you aged him up so that he's 19. Like (laughs) you changed the whole actor. He's just 19. Like whatever. I felt like it was like, I don't know. First of all, I don't think he really looks nineteen, but no, you know. he definitely
1: oh. looks like twenty nine. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> also, this guy, I can't, I can't help but see. He looks like, um, I believe his name is Robert Webb. Are you familiar with Mitchell and Webb? Rich, no. they're a Brit again, comedy. So yeah, will yeah. Get Although, me every time. They are infamous for the sketch we talked about the salute earlier. There's a David Mitchell sketch, and it's become a pretty famous gif, which is um, him saying, "Are we the baddies?" And he's in a Nazi yeah. uniform. Yeah yes so Mitchell and Webb are pretty like famous uh they, they did peep show and everything this actor who's playing Octavian looks exactly like Robert Webb a young Robert Webb and I can't unsee it every time I look you know at him. what
1: it is for me it's Paul Bettany I'm like oh my god it's young oh. Paul Bettany Is this guy like Paul Bettany's little cousin what's going on yeah. here? was this Paul Bettany did he change oh. his
0: name also Lepidus just looks like Kieran Huck's <laughs> He kind he of does. does. He kind of does. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I um I love Lepidus. He kind of reminds me of like Faramir from Lord of the Rings. He's so right. hilarious too. Right. Lepidus like coming into Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony be like, Well, I should kill you, but I can't yeah. do that. It's just back to the days of Caesar again. I mean the yeah. Julius one, Grace, yeah. where he's like, How about I make you second in command, homie?
0: And Lepidus is like, Whoa, well, I mean, I can't say no. <laughs> there's so also charity. a line where he uh Mark Antony is like we will travel right to Rome and he's like uh Lepidus is like hmm okay and he's like you seem like you disagree he's like no no I I believe everything you say Mark that you've been really like you're such a bad liar it's very funny yeah
1: Lepidus yeah. is like he's totally going to lie because he's obligated to but he's like but not putting any effort into the actual convincing yeah. in the lie yeah. great yeah yeah
0: so the other piece here that's happening as Octavian has become consul and he's going to sort of like, you know, get one up on Cicero is also this idea of Atia and Octavian being, you know, against each other. And basically who's going to be the first to give up and basically go and relent and be like, hello, mother or hello, son, um, and therefore like yield some power to the other. Ultimately, it is Atia, I believe, after um, Octavia and Octavian have this conversation where he's like no she like sent her her lover to beat me I I, I don't think I'm gonna go and see mm-hmm. her first and ob- ultimately Attia does come to see him and basically by the end of the episode well not like maybe fully made amends they're certainly working together and she secures an alliance here between Antony and Octavian so
1: that was a deception, Grace. That was a deception. This is a lying mom, Atia. That scene of her like uh, holding him as they reunite and he yeah. forgives her—it just speaks to me so much of like the son and the mother, right? Yeah. Like their their positions are stripped away, and she's just like exploiting this kid in only the way that a kind of parent could to like emotionally manipulate him into this position. Like she's totally full of it. She's not like regretful here at all. She just wants the power, as she always does. And maneuvering. This is amongst Atia. Been some absolute bone chillingly ruthless horrible things, mm-hmm. but this is amongst the ones that have like affected me most. From like, oh my god, <laughs> this is pretty bad, man. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. Like, I feel sympathy for Caesar at this point for like Octavian, but um, I really do. It's so manipulative and dark as as she like is going to get him to, to to reaccept her back into the fold here. You know.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I really I think this like all the scenes without. How- Octavian and Octavia and Atia, I think, are quite compelling. I think it's it's good. This is not um, you know, I talked about like I love to hate Atia, so it's tough for me to feel, you know, how emotionally invested am I gonna get? And they're obviously setting up Octavian here to be, you know, he's demanding to be consul of Rome. It's uh, you know, a full-on dictator move. Um, and yet, yeah, I found this scene very, very compelling. Interesting thing we haven't really talked about, but apparently his name is like in real life, like not octavian he's octavius and for some reason they're just like nah he'll be octavian and i'm not exactly sure why
1: strange i always wonder when they do stuff like this on television shows it's the oddest of things in the world they did it on game of thrones a bunch too we're like it's like why did you change this character's name this is so stupid you guys like what this is like just a thing of like somebody in the writer's room that like is like no no i'm important i've got an important job here in this seat i think we should change it to octavian it's easier to say. It sounds better with a British accent.
0: I do feel like maybe it's more masculine is a thing that they maybe like it. Like, I mean, you know, Augustus True. and whatever, Octavia but like I don't
1: reverse Octavius. These things are not as distinct by putting yeah. a hard consonant at the end of the word. You just create like a better enunciation to distinguish which name you're saying like the S coming out is like can be a little bit sloppy and hard to to decipher. you know.
0: Yeah, I'm also seeing I do see a lot of stuff that like even though he seemingly was Octavius, there's a lot of stuff in terms of like the articles will still call him Octavian. So if a Rome history major wants to hit us up as to like that uh in terms of like maybe he was referred to as both and his legal name is octavius and they decided to go with octavian for the show or whatever but yeah um I mean, I, my name yeah. is
1: rich the amount of people who think that it's phil is very hilarious yeah. to me but mm-hmm. obviously i should have thought that so you know yeah. uh,
0: many names for i the whole world. i should tell you people call me by the wrong name for like 25 years so. yeah
1: i know that must <laughs> have been a real bitch Chris. really annoying
0: <laughs> um i do love the scene at the end um, where Atia shows up in all of her glory and glamour and she, she, they, you know, they sleep together and he says in the morning, like, wow, how'd you get here all alone? Like, so dangerous. I, lo- I love the idea that in television shows, like, this line does not get asked until it,
1: you know... After, it's like totally, like, already, it's redundant. It's not important anymore. Yeah, yeah and,
0: and yeah. it's to set up the eventual reveals. like, I'm not alone. And, and it's going to reveal about Octavian and, and his men are there and they make the pact and i love the hu- i love the handshake and the hug as you have like mark antony looking at you know agrippa and this other guy's name that i can never remember but i really do enjoy i am liking uh seedy little understudy of, of mm-hmm. Octavian and mm-hmm. uh and Octavian looking at his his own mother as she's like standing and watching. I, I just like I really love the ending to this episode because I know that like I said uh, early on this is setting up like the civil war which we did get but it's like oh yeah how does like the Brutus Cassius stuff play into it and they seem like a formidable force and the idea that they have to come together. I will say the Crave picture is is um it is uh these guys no it's mark antony it's uh, the new actor octavian and the second in command all together, like looking at the camera, so I, it did feel like a little bit spoilery in terms of like. Well, I figure they kind of have God to. Get damn it, Crave,
1: so do I better. Know. I really no. hate when uh, these like production elements are like full spoilers for the show. It's so obnoxious. We yeah. complained. You complained about this a little bit about dark, right? Yeah. Um, no. I don't know. There's so much awesome stuff here. I love this cliche grace of like the two warrior frenemies meeting. The tension. What's gonna happen? Oh, they're totally gonna bro down. I yeah. love this like maneuver of let us take our two weaker forces and ally against like this third foe. Brutus like off lands abroad. It's like getting all noble and like hyped up. They're going to come back. They're going to return and just mop up the survivor's grace. And it's like, you idiots. You really didn't think Mark Anthony was going to let anybody like beat you, beat him this way. It's so good. Um, yeah, I think it's an excellent end to the whole thing and like a really great pivot. I love the retconning like justifications of things of like, oh, yeah, I'm not alone. It really is good. It's a very fun reveal as we get it at the end there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to like, see where we go in episode six out of this. We didn't talk about it much, but Pulo coming to Octavian is quietly one of my favorite scenes as well of like him talking about Marina. It's oh, a lamb
0: like, giving advice to a lion. It's, it's so going. good. Right. Octavian mm-hmm. be like, it's so weird.
1: People are bound up against each other like that. Like I really don't get it. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess it must be good. People, People seem to really like it, but like, I don't really like it. And then Pulo being like, my friend, you know, he's going to take care of everything over there. The way he's being all like coy and cagey and not saying anybody's names. He yeah. keeps calling Mark Anthony, the man up North. If yeah. the man up North marches back in full armor, we can't, my, my friend can't speak to what he's going to do. It's just so like suggestive and Pulo, like trying to be subtle is so not subtle that yeah. I love it deeply.
0: Yeah, um, it's very good. I like I like Pulo and uh, I like uh, yeah the the Pulo Octavian uh, buddy cop thing. I mean they're not buddy cop, but this dynamic has, has been one of my favorites since uh since they killed the basically. Yeah, um,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I do the Brutus man. Um, Tobias Menzies when he gets word that he's been declared a uh, a murderer and an enemy of the Senate is so fun because I you you know I know that like his side does not win out. Uh-huh. And so him being so giddy that like, oh, my God, those fools, like they don't really like now I can march back. We have way more men than them. They're divided. They're fools. They're idiots, you know, uh, is so funny, I think, in terms of um, this is, you know, I think that this is not as effective if you don't know. They're like, yeah, Oct- Octavian going to be like, you know, no, the dramatic irony
1: is yeah. doing a lot of work, right? And we, like, know his disastrous fate in the end. And he just gets so excited. He's a been hug. having such a hard time abroad, yeah. Grace. Yeah. He took that, like, dip in the river. He re-sanctified himself under Janice. And he's like, okay, this is what we need. This is, like, the first episode. I remember Caesar got really excited when he got named traitor, too, you know?
0: We can do this thing. Let's double back. Come on. Let's go, man. Um,
1: Yeah, rough, rough for Brutus, as it it's- stands
0: pretty funny i think it's great It's such a great tobias menzies performance
1: we also didn't talk about octavia tripping balls at this orgy and agrippa
0: i know i was gonna get there yeah oh yeah yeah this is next no it's uh yeah this uh wild orgy the moment when jocasta is like talking and turns around and she's gone because agrippa has like (laughs) carried around the party is pretty good (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny of like, is the wall
1: melting? The wall is definitely melting, you know. Um, I love Agrippa being like really just kind of like completely out of place and uncomfortable at this event too. The other guy whose name we keep forgetting is Gaius Mancinus. And he is like such a wormy little shit, you know, huge kind of like I love it. Yeah, I I do too. He's fantastic. He's just so like petulant and kind of like, you know, there's little finger upside to this
0: guy. Well, it's it's like very, very fun. Agrippa's like, why are we here? And he's like, We're he's like and, and agrippa's like, we're the seconds to the console. Like, we should not be in a place like this. Like, this is the exact reason we should be here. Like, why be the second to the console? Yeah. Not to come to a wild orgy, you know? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, the scene when Agrippa returns, Octavia home and he's going to leave and Actia comes back and is like stop boy like come tell me what you're doing and Actia be like he abducted me and it's just like well I don't think if I abducted you I would maybe take you back to your mom's house and then try to leave but you know maybe
1: <laughs> <laughs> the intent of the abduction matters apparently here Grace I do it is great where she's like I've been kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> like the way auntie is responding to like don't tell anybody this happened he's like no of course like i would never she's like wait wait Why? what
0: yeah what? so funny like, yeah i was saying this about another show that i'm watching which is there's a character who is so schemy that i feel like often like he assumes everybody else is scheming to the same level that that he is and oh, so yeah. that's the Projection. way like yeah, and so he's constantly, like, talking to people in a way that, like, he actually doesn't even, like, fully finish thoughts because he just assumes, like, well, you must understand because now we're both scheming together. And I do feel like Atia's stopping down when he's like, I, I would never. He's like, well, I, I would certainly leak this news. So why, what what do you mean? What do you mean that you will never, you would, like, I would never. Like, I feel like Atia is in, like, such a different place in terms of, like, this is power and information that you should, you know, probably actually take and leave. And so it's very suspicious that you're saying, I would never, you know? It's very funny.
1: It's really like hilarious, this whole notion of like, again, it's like almost game theory, you know, the way that like bad people assume the worst things of one another. Like sometimes the conclusions that people jump to definitely do speak more to their own predispositions and their own instincts than to anybody else's, you know, like um, thou doth betray thyself, you know, thy thy doth protest too much. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, grace. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit of that kind of energy, you know.
0: I believe that's a Roman saying, yeah. Yeah, it
1: definitely is.
0: Anything else before we put some people into the arena? Do we miss any any character beats, any moments here? I don't. I don't think so. No, I mean yeah. uh,
1: the Octavian beat in the Senate, like the actual pivot on Cicero, pretty, it's pretty powerful, right? Like him, like walking up there and spinning the moment around. I do love all of them holding on to their togas. It's such a look. It really feels like me getting out of the shower, trying to keep the you know <sighs> the towel on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, why
0: they just they togas don't stay on. So that's actually just them trying to hold them up.
1: I mean I feel like there is a little bit of that of like I don't really know how to tie this tie my mom like I didn't want to ask her to do it for me because we're a little bit on the outs these days so I'm just going to keep one hand on the knot while I move Uh around and hope Uh it doesn't come untied but the big like reveal is he spins all of it like for this 19 year old Paul Bettany looking dude he really does like command some power him being like step away from my chair that's a line read that like lands grace you know you feel like the weight of this kid and Again, I just can't help but go back to Cicero. Like you idiot, how did you not see this coming? This is so obvious. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's so interesting. I feel like the power swings here, and that like immediately, then when he finds out that like, well Brutus and Cassius are just gonna march towards Rome, and he has beaten anthony's army so why would he think that anthony would work with him and yes. so when he they're talking and, and agrippa's like well we could raise more legions." like no they will be untrained and those are literally just mouths to feed um yep. but that was really good i, I felt like like yeah there's some real like despair like i really didn't know the, the how octavian gets out of this mess that he has made that he has made i know that like it doesn't go well for Brutus and Cassius, but I was not exactly sure how he weasels his way out of it. And I thought that, you know, obviously I, again, I talked about, I love the ending. I like, I like these two who literally were just at war with each other. They literally just did battle. Um, the fact that they're going to work together, but yeah, the, the power swings here of being so forceful in the Senate to the moment where he's like, I think I'm absolutely effed. like, that was a bad decision to then reuniting with Attia to, to convince Mark Antony. It's really like, you know, like swings of of emotion in the in the course of one episode that I thought really worked. It's.
1: It's huge because, um, you know, despite like the big, like the, the political maneuvering, it's about the people. We have been invested with both these characters as kind of main cast characters since day one. Ultimately, we've mm-hmm. gotten to know them both really well. We've seen their highs. We've seen their lows. Both have had like pretty huge victories and pretty like crushing defeats along the way here. And so we're really invested in them. This is like the best of drama when you're able to kind of follow their logic and their through lines. They've both got That arcs grace they've like changed since how they were when we met them they've both like evolved and changed a little bit in their perspective such that it's really logical it follows the truth that we know about both these men that they would come to this conclusion like it makes the most sense for both of them and then it doesn't uh, remove any of that emotional tension in the relationship which is the most kind of delicious of drama to push forward you know
0: Yeah, not that I really expect them to to work together for long, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's put some people into the arena then. Um, You get to nominate first. Last week was our first ever tie. We gave it to both Kulo and Grimms. What do you think this week? Yeah, really. Uh, I think I got to go with probably
1: Octavian, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it feels like the easy pull here, but he's got the huge maneuver. He's got the Cicero reversal. He's got, he does get manipulated by Attia, but ultimately I think it doesn't matter. And part of it, I think you can read is like, he's willing to acquiesce to her, like bullshit motherly love, just so he can get back in good with Anthony because he knows that this is his best play. Like, I think that there's enough to read in there that he's not just like a tragic son being manipulated by his really abusive mom but i think that both of those things can be true to varying degrees as we've talked about a lot And it's pretty compelling but he's got all the wins here i mean he maneuvers himself into the seat he gets like cicero out of the way he's lied with like Antony, he's got like pretty much no problems anymore as he comes out of the end of this thing except for his tripping sister
0: yeah, I'll I'll submit Mark Antony, even though I do think Octavian gets the win. But I think it's also pretty like this is the man on like the brink of defeat at the start of the episode. Yeah. By the end, he's like he's in, he's back in with Octavian. So uh, and you know, he got he got to sleep with his uh with his woman who also is like so like when we get back, yeah, we'll like uh get married. He's like yeah uh, yeah cool cool yeah married <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely definitely we'll talk about that. Uh, I think I got to give it to Octavian, but um, I'll put Mark Anthony because I think he also has a pretty good episode.
1: I think there's a really good argument. You like uh, near convinced me there because I do think he's got a lot more to lose, right? Like Mark Anthony's is in a pretty bad position there. He manages to get like his number one enemy to like invite him back home, which is pretty huge. He gets like his number two enemy in Lepidus to like just start following orders and work for him. He doubles the size of his legions. Like he does come up pretty big and I love the beard, but I know you're not as high on it. So I'm OK with
0: Octavian okay Thank the beard thing me. is very funny because i often ariel on poster caps theater will often be like and you've seen this in dark as well where her be like oh that man with the mustache is a very handsome and i'll be like ariel yes. and like like i yes. mean my joke yes. is that like ariel only finds people attractive who are mustache much like our friends ariel and so i did feel bad as i was like no i don't think the beard the beard is you are you as a bearded man <laughs> like,
1: there is a very know, bearded like, man on this podcast like oh
0: season. that bearded man and i'm like yeah i feel bad i was like i, I should've,
1: gotta should've, say i like so watch our youtube videos as they're going up every day in the month of october grace and i'm like man my beard looks terrible it looks uneven (laughs) i gotta like look at the camera at a different angle it looks Uh like it's sideways part of me had a little bit of beard envy i saw mark anthony in his leather skirt with that like real trim looking like kind of month-long beard and i was like buddy i might have to get a, a pair of scissors like that that fellow looks good i think i need a leather breastplate and some trimmers
0: well okay here's the thing between octavian and antony if they're both in there which is more impressive in terms of who decided to work with the other because the instinct is that why would either of them work with the other i do yes. feel like to a degree octavian needs antony more, more. than antony needs Oct- because Antony can now just like f off like he's like yeah probably like a bit of a, like a wanted man a little bit like he's not safe but octavian's about to get crushed by brutus and cassius as yes man and get maybe killed like executed uh, because he's named himself console as opposed to anthony is like he's not great but like yeah, but probably he's just
1: like a refugee out of the run. He does have yeah. armies. He could go back to Gaul. He could go conquer someplace and live there probably. Whereas uh, Octavian is like trapped between Heidi's proverbial rock and the hard stone and Brutus and like they're about to come back and like obliterate him. He's got nowhere to yeah. go
0: now that he's in Rome. Yeah, I don't know. I can see. I, I can see the point. I mean, Octavian is the youngest consul in history. I feel like I think we got to give it it to
1: Octavian. Yeah, I think there's still like some room to go for Mark Anthony. I think it's a huge win for Mark Anthony, but um, he's like lucky because Anthony really did want to kick his ass. And this is not a guy with a lot of forgiveness in his heart. Right. So
0: prior to this episode, we had put Mark Anthony in the in the arena twice and we had put Atchie in the Coliseum twice both of them had lost both times they entered and so Anthony now goes 0 oh, 3 uh not great uh, Octavian with an impressive 3 and 3 and 1 he's uh I hate no. that
1: for Anthony I do hate it he's like probably one of my favorite characters in the show if it's not clear um, I do feel, I feel like, like no, for okay. the most part
0: I do feel for the most part he is like the second this is not like he loses this is he had the second best performance yes it every is. Yes. every episode where he had a really you know so I do feel like um yeah.
1: Though I think yeah. in the Coliseum, second place is not a great place to end up. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Well, this is like medieval times. His... This is like medieval times. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um okay, a scene you want to highlight, Rich?
1: Um god, I'm so like conflicted, you know, like the the them like tripping at the orgy is like really really fun. And I don't mean to like be stealing all the funny scenes, but the irony with like yelling at Pulo of like Varinus him you love I really do love it it's so like hilarious to me and Pulo like explaining to her no no I I love you more if you Mm -hmm. were both drowning in a river I would definitely save you not him Mm -hmm. you're much lighter than he is and she's like lighter heavy I don't know he's like you weigh less you weigh less it would be much easier for me to save you from a drowning river I definitely love you more it's really like hilarious and sweet and insulting all at the same time and it embodies my favorite things about Titus Pulo and about Titus Pulo and Arane's relationship which is like this like just simple affection between them two it's so ridiculous I really like it
0: yeah I gotta give my funniest moment to good old lawful neutral Varenus, who is like I must come back and declare that my daughter was prostituted and that my son is a bastard I must do it I have to and it's getting dad you don't have to do that they're like i must i must tell every person in rome that you were prostituted and that you shall not be married to any man and you're no good anymore but i love you i love you it's just like (laughs) the worst lawful neutral dad i've ever seen just like i have it's it's you know i must tell the world that you are my bastard son, but that you should not be treated less. Also, you're probably going to get treated way worse because everybody knows you're my bastard son now. (laughs) 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 He's not even my son. He's my bastard son. That's true. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh it's yeah.
1: really good i mean it's like very tragic you get why Verena the elder wants to dip i love them <laughs> like stealing money and they're so proud when they get to aunt Lighty too you know yeah, the yeah. whole notion of like she's never gonna have any kind of good life like it really is it's, it's a lot it's playing with the irony in a way that like um is honorable to like drax the destroyer right of like the right. literalness of all of this is really freaking hilarious you
0: know this is my daughter she has been disgraced like yeah everyone knows dad like come on what the hell it's <laughs> like it's like wild to me it's like by far i think like the funniest dark thing in the whole episode of like yeah this is my daughter no one should treat her don't treat her poorly or good because she has been totally <laughs> destroyed <laughs> i'm gonna die grace it's really
1: good don't, don't be too nice don't be too, don't be nice. too nice she, she has is... completely been despoiled as a prostitute in <laughs> <and> a slave
0: <laughs> oh, pretty bad
1: God. and also i didn't love <laughs> so you me. but i
0: i thought i'd share with basically I think, everybody I in, think in a
1: certain light it makes him even more charitable <laughs> that he could be so loving and magnanimous to his
0: spoiled daughter it's like
1: it's dude, next level Verena. dude should be next a paladin level. he
0: would never break his house he would be i know he declared himself the son of hades but you know we all had a time but like yeah the dude just like lives so by the letter of the law you know, like these are customs i must tell everybody about this it's like dead no, <laughs> please. All right. Well, that's Rome. Season two, episode five, which is officially marked the halfway point of the season two. So very exciting and sad. Um, Rich, where can people find you? What do you have to do? I'm at DM Philly in all the places. My DMs are open over there on Twitter. You can find me on the post show recaps, patron Discord. Geez, yeah. come hang out. Yeah, there's a Fall of Rome channel. Come chat with us. Um, Yeah, I'm on socials at High from Grace. We will be back tomorrow with episode six of season two, Philippine, I believe is the name of the episode. And we'll be back to talk about it as we talk about Rome every single day.